I'm Gareth Owen, and this is Dragonheart. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Dragonheart. I'm Mark Griffiths. I'm joined by Neil Williams, and I feel a bit of a fraud, Neil, asking you, how are you? Because I saw you less than 24 hours ago, but uh, the win on Tuesday certainly it didn't hurt our spirits, did it? No, not at all. It was it was a surreal experience because it was the first time for me, you know, broadcasting with you and we're going live on the stream as well, which was, you know, and there's been some some lovely comments from the American fans, you know, and, and British fans as well about the, you know, they're so pleased that we're we're doing that and is it going to be something that's going on in the future? And yeah, they, they love it. And I, I, you know, we had that big camera sat in front of us last night and we thought, is that going to work on us or not? And it kept cutting in when we were celebrating. I've seen lots of clips on the Facebook and uh, on Twitter when we when we scored. So yeah, it was a real good experience. Yeah, it was really good fun, wasn't it? And um, maybe we should talk about that as our first topic as well before moving on to the games because it was quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I got a frog in my throat. I all this exotic food we eat at halftime. I didn't realize I'd be <laughs> gone French. Um, the I mean, we don't know whether that would be a permanent state of affairs, but it's gone down well. And so I, I would tell you as well, the streaming company are really happy with it as well. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But I think I think we'll be certainly doing it on Saturday because we were talking about where they're going to put the monitor. Um, it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it, Mark? Rather than having two letter commentators, you know, that I know it's, it's not your, you know, your standard commentary for a football game, which we had, you know, throw so many more things into it. Um, but the fans seem to love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm changing my mind about our suitability for video streaming. My argument's always been that radio commentary is totally different. That's got to be really descriptive, and you don't yes. want that when you're watching it. But um, it seems to have gone down awfully well, which is lovely for people to say that. So, yeah, okay, maybe. And I find this really difficult to say. Maybe I was wrong. Are you no, I wrong? Couldn't be, I couldn't have been no. wrong. Could I, Neil? Come on, back you're me never, up. You're never, never wrong, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the um, it was amusing with the camera, wasn't it? We had a big camera stuck in front of us, and I'd seen this done at other grounds, and I genuinely thought. Okay, for some reason they need the camera as the conduit to take our audio through to the portable router that they had to send the commentary across for them. And that's how you explained it to me when I said, What's the camera yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, see how clever I was. I thought if I, I used conduit enough that I might sound like I knew what I was talking about. Um the thing is that it wasn't. I, I did make the casual comment of how many, if you got enough cameras to waste one like that, you got too many cameras. Well, it turned out, no, you, you were quite right in the first place. They had it there to, to film us and they were splicing our reactions in, which, well, I just hope nobody was eating while watching the game. That's all I can say. Yeah. And, you know, what I kept forgetting as well was, you know, not only would it be Wrexham fans watching that, but maybe also Warsaw fans watching yeah. it as well. And, yeah. And we were a little bit, oh, well, I, I know I was a little bit biased, but uh, there we go. I'm never biased, help. Neil. You know that. I <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I, mean, any away game, you're going to be in the hands of the commentators, aren't you, really? 
there's always mm -hmm. the option to turn the yeah. sound off. I think that would be my best advice. But yeah, yeah, you got to try and be unbiased because otherwise you're misleading the Wrexham fans. You're just trying to say all the time that re the referee's penalising us and we're the best team ever. Then you're not giving a genuine picture oh, of what's happened anyway. So we didn't yeah. we didn't go that far, but obviously we're very <laughs> pro Wrexham, but we didn't go that far. But uh, yeah, yeah, perhaps we, I should have been more neutral, but I think I find it very difficult. <laughs> I thought you were all right, Neil. You, you, you describe things honestly and accurately. That's all you can do. Yeah, so, yeah. But, that's, a little that's, bit of bias never hurts anybody. No, no, not at all. <laughs> at the end of the day, we're both Wrexham fans, aren't we? So, yeah, yeah. so it was quite fun, you know, now that we're, you know, stream famous. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite something, isn't it? And of course, didn't something else well, happen it, before well, the match? That your, you know, your... Gent that you met in the car park on the way to the ground wanting your autograph, you know. So hey, one thing leads to another, and I'm sure you get more lots more people wanting your autograph now. So <laughs> well, it reminds me of the days when I used to do hospital radio and I'd walk around the wards signing people's spleens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe making oh, that up, but I might Probably not going to the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So yeah, that was that was it was a weird little interlude wasn't it which might become more regular who knows um so let's see what happens but in the meantime well that was a fun intro but we've got football games to talk about as well so this is dragon arts said that in a welsh wrexham accent there dragon arts myself i'm steve dale and this is dragon heart So a four-point week this week. We've got one away at AFC Wimbledon, our first point in the Football League in 15 years, of course. And I I think really, well, I think it was important we got off the mark on Saturday anyway. And a point, I think, is a perfectly reasonable result against a solid side that looks like they'll maybe be mid-table this season. Yeah, happy with the result. Um, I think it was a bit... A little bit more surprised with the the team selection after last Tuesday's game, but uh, you know I thought he kept a lot of more of the, the starting lineup from last Tuesday. But yeah, you can't argue with the points. Our first, you know, away game in the football league, as you say, fifteen years. You can't argue for that. Um, maybe we should have come away with three points, but um, one point was uh, got us off the mark and uh, took us off nil planned, didn't it? So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and, and overall, a very good performance by the team. You know, he made some changes, but for me, again, maybe they were a bit late. Should have made you change it up a little bit earlier on in the game, but uh, in the second half. But uh, yeah, happy with a point away at Wimbledon. I'm sure most Wrexham fans are, but I mean, well, I say most, but there's still people moaning, but there we go. <laughs> well, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, you look at the team selection, I'm glad you brought that up because. Parkinson looks like he's wanting to rotate the team quite a bit this season. Uh, okay, the League Cup game obviously changed the team a lot, but thus far we have had a sort of Tuesday team and a Saturday team, haven't we? You know, people like Luke Young and Anthony Ford have only, and Bickerstaff have only played midweek games. Mm -hmm. uh, it does look a little bit like he's looking to rotate a bit more seriously. And I strongly suspect he would have done that last season, except for that poor performance at Chesterfield. You look at the start of the season, and 
until the Chesterfield game, he's making he's making four changes per match or more. And then we played Paulie at Chesterfield. He didn't switch it around too much. We beat Maiden, Maidstone 5 0. And then in the following 26 games, he never made in the league more than two changes. So he it looked to me like he was going to rotate, but then that Chesterfield experience made him stop and think, oh, actually, maybe this isn't such a good idea. And he he settled in. And I think there's advantages to rotation because if you rotate and keep yourself up there in the first third of the season, you can then maybe start to settle on your best 11 and they should have fewer miles in their legs. Yeah, I think that's what he's maybe looking for as well is is what his best starting 11 is. Mm. Obviously, we're lacking Mullin and he's obviously looking to see who's the best is to start the game for, for goal goal scoring. And um, I think that may be a, a lot to do with it. Um, you know, when, when we when we had a, a fixed team, should we say, last season, I thought we played really well as a team. And I would lean more towards, you know, keeping the same players in week in, week out if we were still getting results and, and playing good football. Um, but yeah, we are in a higher league this year. We've got, a lot more cup games to play. So he does need to rotate. But um, for me, I think I would keep the nucleus of the same team all the time and maybe just tweak it now and again. I think this rotation is a process towards that as he settles on what he thinks is the best team that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it also has the benefit of keeping the squad happy. Because, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of players who... You know, we've taken from League One and mm. they don't seem to be complaining if they're running out of the team. And I think, you know, if we do this, nobody can turn around and say, I wasn't given a fair chance at the start of the season to prove I should be in the first 11. So maybe That's it's quite point, clever in that Mark. regard. Yeah, good point. I, I did think of that, yeah, that he, he is keeping everybody happy. Mm. You know, we've got a decent-sized squad and like last season, it doesn't matter who you bring on, you're still bringing on quality players. Um, so yeah, it's got to be a big thing keeping them happy. It depens what the players' attitude is. Are they happy to sit on the bench, or do they want to go on that pitch and uh, you know play ninety minutes of football or you know six minutes of football, whichever? Interesting, a different formation on Saturday as well. Um, basically, one striker and then yeah. two wide attacking players who didn't really come back into midfield a huge amount. Uh, Lee and McLean, who sadly was injured now. Uh, but yeah, it's it was interesting to see that, but I don't know if they quite had the fluency they normally do. I mean, we couldn't have worked on it for too long, certainly not with McLean because he'd only come in a few days earlier. So I don't know. I feel though we should have won it and deserved to win it. Wimbledon put us under a lot of pressure at times, um, more so. Well, should I say when they put us in pressure at the start of the game? We kept them at arm's length. We couldn't clear properly. We were stuck in our penalty area, but they didn't make chances. In the second half, they put pressure on us. A lot of that was that they brought on big players like Harry Pell, who's just enormous up front. And they went more direct and basically scrapped with us, and that caused us more issues. And But the fact is, I think we should have won it. Um, and there were two penalties, both of which were poor decisions, I thought. Pell could have been sent off for a late foul on Elliot Lee. Yep. And thank goodness Foster saved one of the penalties. But we, you know, we we should have won it, I think, if the referee hadn't intervened with those two decisions. Yeah, definitely. So I think 
I think a lot of people, you know, thought that that was a, a red card situation with a, a tackle on Lee. Uh, and then he went up and scored a second penalty as well, didn't he? Um, no, so that maybe no. no, he won sorry. the penalty. Oh, won the penalty. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So that would have maybe changed the game completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we could have won it right at the end with, with Dolby, but um, you know, it, it's history now. We got our one point, we move on to the next game, which we did. Um I think you know Parky wasn't happy with the ref there on Saturday either, was he? He got a yellow card as well. Mm. <laughs> arguing about the challenge on Lee. Um well he he was spray he was spraying cards at the bench at that point. He booked their manager, one of their coaches, Parkinson. It was hugely entertaining. <laughs> he was just he just kept stopping the game to run across and give someone a yellow card. Then he'd run back and then come straight back again, give another yellow card. Oh, he was having a whale of a time. Bless him. He certainly got his steps in. I'll tell you that for nothing. But uh, shall we hear what an actual bona fide ref's assessor thought of it? Because Mike the ref has had a chance to have a look at those decisions. And he's, uh, I believe, chosen quite an appropriate venue to pick for his feedback. Hello, this is Mike the Ref, Mike the Ref 1974 at Twitter. Just responding to some Ask Wrexham questions this week. Been look, asked to look at by our glorious leader the decisions in the Wimbledon game and some more information on directives for uh, time wasting. I'm again down at the Animal Sanctuary, the hack. I'll put the link in my page and put the link hashtag Ask Wrexham, A S K W X M. Reason I'm here is the Wimbledon game, two penalties. I feel the referee made a pig's ear of those decisions. So here I am with Arthur, the pig. I'll just maybe spin it round. We can have a look at Arthur in a bit. He's just having a drink. So let's have a look at the first one. That one to me was never a penalty. We look, look at it. The balls come across from a corner, all of a sudden the referee has gone, that is a penalty kick. For me, nobody's appealed. One of the major rules of refereeing is no surprises. So it might be an obvious decision or not, and there's Arthur making a pig's ear of his water. It might be an obvious decision, but if nobody really appeals and you go in, that's a penalty. It's a much changing situation. You need to be 100% sure. The players aren't. I don't know how the referee can be. What I've seen is, I think it was maybe Toza has come down and... Come on, Arthur. Say hello. Toza's come down. There's been some contact. Referee's pointed to the spot. Referee was not in a great position. He was just a little bit to the left. Um, so looked a little bit obstructed. Seen the player, Wimbledon player go down, given the penalty. Thankfully, that was saved. So the next decision, the other penalty. Again, I don't think this was a penalty. Just trying to get Arthur there in the background. A bit shy today, Arthur. Um, what, for me, Peel, or Pal, sorry, has made his presence known to uh, O'Connell. He's been... Backing in, there's been the usual, what we call 9-5 situations where the defender and the attacker having shirt pulling, leaning in, a bit of pushing back. 
what's happened is Pell's been clever. He stepped forward. O'Connell's arms are still out. Referee, again, I think has been too close, too straight to it. Has seen him go down, awarded the penalty. For me, that was a, a simple play on. Um, referee was probably too straight. He needed to be about two steps to the left and he would have seen the angle. And if he'd saw that, I don't think he would have given the decision. So two disappointing decisions, two penalties that went against us. Um, the argument as well with Pell, he should have been sent off for the tackle only. I know our leader is making a one-man campaign. He's going to petition, he's going to camp out at Buckingham Palace and he's going to do all sorts to make sure Pell suspended. But however, I thought it was a strong, hard tackle, but it probably wasn't hard enough or he was in control of the tackle. It didn't really endanger the safety of the opponent. So it was a yellow card for me, that one. Now let's have a look at the new directives to referees. Just try and get... Well, Arthur's being shy today. Um, new directives to referees regarding injured players. This is a bizarre one for me, where if a player receives treatment on the field, where the referee, from what I see, thinks he should go off to get treatment, because all injuries should be treated off the field where possible unless it's an injury on the goalkeeper there's a collision with the goalkeeper two teammates collide there's a penalty and the penalty taker wants to is still on the field to take the penalty uh there's been a, a yellow or red card sanction and that's resulted in an injury the player must go off and must stay off the directives for 30 seconds that is not within the laws of the game of football the laws say the player must leave the field and come back on at the nearest point on the touchline where possible but the referees have been told to hold them off for 30 seconds we saw it at the Wigan game I thought that was a bit strange looked into it it's a directive um, I personally think Referees should be allowed to manage the time wasting, manage it. You can, it. you can only come back on the field to play with the referee's permission. So let's see how that pans out. It's to prevent when players are going down halfway through the first, second half, to slow the game down, get tactics, get drinks. I can see why it's there because we're looking to speed the game up. But however, um, we, we are, it is, it is, going to be abused and I can see fans, referees uh, getting a lot of stick because of this 30 second rule Arthur there doesn't want to look at us I'll put a picture of him in my Twitter later so if we turn around there's my chickens and the time of their life, they want their breakfast they can have it in a bit so the review for this week two penalties, not a penalty Peel's red ca yellow card was correct 30 second rule bizarre one but it's there referees will follow it again follow me on uh mike the ref 1974 at twitter hashtag ask i'm open for questions and my dms are open if need be i'm luke young and this is dragon heart yeah mike the ref there uh obviously not happy with some of the rasher decisions that were made. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. The uh, he's, I mean, we were unlucky with those penalty decisions, but there were good performances as well. Uh, particularly, Mendy was just ludicrously good on the left hand side defensively and going forwards. Lee was terrific. 
and uh, O'Connell as well. I mean, there were a lot of other good performances, but those three were fantastic. And they carried it on, on into Tuesday, didn't they, the, the, that form? They, they certainly did. And, and Mendy has grown as a player since, you know, since last season. He's the tackles he put in, the amount of balls he won last night. And then he, you know, he gets up the wing as well. And he's got pace, which is great. As you say, Connell had another great solid game last night. Lee was superb last night, back to his old trickery, which we, I think he lacked in the, the first couple of games. But um, yeah, there were so many standout performances last night um, against Warsaw, which, you know, it could have been a tricky fixture after them beating Stockport at the weekend. Um, and they brought a good following with them as away supporters. But um, that was a superb performance by the whole squad last night. Um, and good to see Luke Young back in midfield. And I think that made a huge difference as well, stabilising the midfield, you know, because he he was telling players and he was shouting, he was, you know, we know he does the miles on the pitch. You know, he, he runs it further than any other player on that pitch. And I think it's a, a calming influence on the midfield. And the midfield looked far more secure last night. Um, they, they played as a, you know, as a three across the centre midfield and went forward. And, yeah, I would say marks out ten for last night's performance, maybe eight. Because, you know, we, we did let in a couple of goals. Yeah. One was an own goal, which we... Was it? Oh, um, sorry, Ford. Yeah, couldn't couldn't get his foot out of the way. You know, he, he had to do something. Or the other, the Warsaw guy would have put it in the net anyway. And um, the other one was from a well worked corner, which we weren't prepared for. They did make chances, Warsaw. Maybe not a huge amount. I think our defence doesn't quite look right yet. We let in eight goals in three yeah. league games, but. I think maybe that's a consequence, as it has been all the time under Parkinson, the fact that he's committed to attacking and trying to get at opposition teams. I think we do take chances a little bit. You know, when we talk about having a holding midfielder, I would argue we don't usually play with an out-and-out holding midfielder, just sitting in front of the back three. You know, Young will join in when he's playing up there. Cannon will join in when he's playing there. And, yeah, I think we are set up to take some risks and the consequence is that we are more likely to score goals. So I think it's a, it's a risk he's happy to take, personally, I think. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you look at the stats, I think we had 20 shots last night, which 12 were on target. Mm-hmm. Which is better to... than Milton Keynes, where we had 22 or something like that, but only had a couple of shots on target apart from the three goals we scored. So I have been looking at that and thinking the statistics tell me we should be more ruthless in front of goal. If only we had yeah. a sort of 48 goals uh, striker that we could bring in. If only, eh? If only. <laughs> Maybe the good news is it's not going to be as long-term as it they thought it was going to be, isn't it, at the moment, I think? Yes, it sounds that way. Let's hope so. Uh, anyway, I think that it's good to play a cute game and not give these updates, and then suddenly they, we can unleash him on some poor unsuspecting <laughs> League 2 defence. And played to Palmer and Bickerstaff up front. They 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 worked well together last night. Yeah, yeah. I said to you, I think June commentary last night. Palmer looked a lot fitter, meaner guy this season. Mm. He's winning a lot more balls. He's holding the ball up a lot more. And and Bickerstaff has had a good teacher in Mullin on the pitch, and you mm. can see that in in the way the runs he makes. Now you know he took his goal fantastically. The the turn he made in the box. I think yeah. it was a ball in from Mendy. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he stuck to a foot, then turned and, and struck it into the bottom corner, keeping no chance. And I was 
I said to you last night, I think it was you know great for his confidence because I think he's worked his socks off. And now he's in the team, he's he's got to show that, you know, he's got to stay in the team and Palmer. You know, I think they're there are our two strikers at this moment in time and, and, and I hope Parkinson sticks with them come Saturday. Bickerstaff, it was interesting to me how many people since that game have compared him to Mullen. And now uh, that's premature in the regard that, you know, that was Bickerstaff's first league goal for us against Walsall. You know, Mullen has been scoring goals hand over fist for three seasons consecutively now. So it's, it's premature, but I can see why people look for that comparison. And I can see why you're making the fair point that, Having Mullen around certainly gives him a good player to, to learn from. Yeah, and he's only a young lad. How old is he, Mark? I, I, I don't know. Is he 21? 20? 21. And he's come through the ranks at Wrexham. Mm. Um, but yeah, last, you know, the Tuesday, the cup game, I thought he was superb. Mm. He didn't score a goal. And um, I was saying to you before he scored last night, you know, a goal will give him the, you know, such a confidence boost. Um, and he went on and scored. And yeah, I thought he had a great game. Absolutely mm. superb game. A, a thought has come into my head, and I, I'm i not sure whether I'm being original and clever or whether I heard someone say this, forgot that I heard someone say this, and now suddenly I thought it's my idea. But he puts me in mind more of Steve Watkin than Paul Millen, I think. Yeah, very true. Yeah, he's got that. The gate about him when he runs and whatever, yeah, like Steve Watkins did. Yeah, that's very true. I've never thought of it like that. He's very strong with his back to goal. He's yes, not as very, quick very as Mullen, is he? So, no, but he, he holds no. players off well. Um, he's got a good turn on him, as you as you say. That goal, I mean, that was a, a lovely finish, that wasn't it? Um, but he's not as quick as Mullen. I don't think he can really stretch defenses in the same way Mullen does. He's not slow, but like Watkin, he's a, a good player to hold the ball up. A good player to support. Well, Watkins supported uh, Gary Bennett. You know, he could work in support of Mullin as well if we had issues with other players' fitnesses because he's he's strong enough. He's not and he's not scared of of battling with big, strong, experienced defenders as he showed against Walsall. No, and we're going to need these strikers as we go through the season. You know, they, you know our strikers are going to pick up injuries. Um, whether he goes out on loan, I don't know. Is that a bit of a gamble because we've only got what? Five strikers there at the club. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Paul Bargson was saying to us, wasn't he, after the Wigan game, that the thing with sending him out on loan is, I think that's still the plan, but they want to make sure it's the right type of loan, don't they? They want to make yeah. sure that he's sent off to a club where he'll get plenty of time and have the opportunity to make an impact rather than somewhere that won't further his career particularly or won't suit his style of play. Obviously, on a clause where they can recall him at any time, I'd say possibly. Don't think you can now. Um, I think now we're in the football league. I th- I, my understanding of it, oh, I need I need a Geraint Parry to explain it all to me. Okay. But I think in the football league, you can only loan window to window now or through okay. a whole season. Okay, but I'm not. I, I'm I'm willing to be corrected on this. The, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think he may, you know. This, we don't know how long Mullin is going to be back until he's back. Yeah, you know, and back to full fitness and and you know, you know, playing like the Mullin now, like we know how he plays. Mm. I think we're going to big stuff and Palmer for me. Yeah, I've got to be the the main two strikers on the pitch there. I mean, 
Dolby was excellent last season, but I think he's fallen a bit off the pace a minute. It maybe not as I don't know. He's, he's lost that little bit of sparkle, and um, and may take a few games for him to get that back. I thought he and um, Walters looked lively against Walsall. They had sort of eighteen minutes plus added time, didn't they, to make an impression? Not enough, I don't they, think, to unseat Palmer and Pickers. Yeah, I agree with you. They're the front two. No, we, you know, in, in that eighty minutes, how many times did we mention them apart from Walters missing that great opportunity to score? Oh, I thought they did all right. Dolby yeah. was, was much more competitive and involved than he was against Milton Keynes. He had that shot from a tight angle, didn't he? Which the keeper parries and they had to scramble it away. And Mortis, like I said, missed it, an easy chance, but his involvement in the build-up was really good. Um, I, you know, I, 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 like I say, they only came on as subs and had a short chance, but so they showed more than they did against MK Dons, partly because yeah. we were operating better as a team. Oh, very true, very true. You may you may see those two starting in our next cup game. We we don't we don't know, you know, as the main strikers, and as you say, mix it up again and and have them into two strikers on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the issue for Bickerstaff as well is just what happened last Saturday that we changed our formation and we needed one striker. So, you know, again, I, th- I think he's got that to battle against as well. Maybe it's good it's a home game on Saturday. Maybe that's an approach <laughs> that. Parkinson has seen would work in an away match, perhaps. So I don't know because you're committing three men at the pitch rather than two. I don't know. It's interesting. It was interesting to see him try out a new formation. I did not expect that at all. No, not at all. You know, and we've got the support players, Mendy, you know, coming up yeah. from the, the wing back. And um, O'Connell did a lot of coming forward last night as well. And and Ford, you know, it was fantastic last night. So, um, Parky's going to have another tough decision for Saturday. Exactly. What did you think of Will Boyle? He was solid, wasn't he? He was, yeah. he was very good. Again, great, great goal. Loop, mm. You know, his header, his looping header over the keeper was, was superb. You know, another great signing by Parkinson. You know, it's added to the quality that we've got there already. Um, and, I, you know, we've, we've got a plethora of defenders in the club now, haven't we? We've got yeah, yeah. You know, so many to choose from. Um, and it just adds to that, and it's, it'll be a long season. There's a lot of games to play, and you know players are going to get suspended, players are going to get injured, and he's going to need this whole squad during the season. And yeah. there's obviously the fringe players who are struggling to get into the into you know even on the bench, but I'm sure they'll be playing in reserves during the week if that's up and running again. Um, but no, more than happy with last night's result. Um, didn't expect to score so many goals, but it was great to see Wrexham scoring goals and four super goals as well. They, they, you know, they weren't deflected or they weren't just, you know, somebody standing on the line. There were four really good goals. And hopefully we see the same thing on, on Saturday. But um, Swindon had a good win, win away uh, last night, didn't they, on Tuesday as well. So it was awesome not- that... We were really threatening from set pieces and Swindon did not deal, I didn't think, very well with our set pieces. And yet none of the goals came from set pieces. I mean, Boyles came from a corner breaking down, but, you know, they had yeah. got, they had partly cleared it. Yes, it's quite odd that. My one um, sort of uh, concern about Will Boyle is that his name's too long for my ideal fantasy league team. I'm gutted because the, the Dragonheart Fantasy League is, is back up again. 
Um, and the head-to-head Dragonheart Fantasy League. I had a glorious start. Mia Roberts beat me. Girl, I'll get you, Roberts. Um, but, you know, I... Uh, but to be fair, though, it's the first time I've been beaten by a Wrexham player since I had that argument around the back of the chip shop with Nigel Beaumont. So, <laughs> uh, but I mean... My ideal, my I, I chose a fancy league name, and I thought, oh, that's a beauty. Uh, I typed it in, I realized 20 character limit because what I wanted to to have as my team's name was Have Kettle Will Boil, and I can't. I'm gutted. You really unimpressed, yeah. Neil. Too long. I've never got involved in the fantasy league, I, I like just like watching the real stuff. So, but the pun, the pun, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was impressed with it, but yeah, I, I, I was. <laughs> I was impressed with that. You're just being nice. Too many letters in it, haven't you? Yeah. You're just being nice. That's what you're being. I am just being nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, listeners, if you're listening to the podcast, I can assure you that the look of scorn on Neil's face when I said, have kettle will boil. It was, um, it it hurt me deep inside. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm going to steal something from from Motel on Mars's box now, just to... Just to punish you. Just bite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you've eaten all those uh, junior mints, haven't you? I haven't. Right now then, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Sherry, Motels on Mars on Twitter, brought us a magnificent share pa- uh, package, a care package of what... It's not a share package, it's mine. Uh, <laughs> she brought a wonderful care package of what she herself described as American junk food. Um, and I just want to say right now, you know, as Laszlo is my witness, I have not eaten any of them except at the Walsall game when I brought a box of junior mints, which we shared. I'll admit I had more than Neil did. I'll admit that. Did you but share them when I've you been got a home? I've been a good boy. Sorry? Did you share them when you got home? Or have you eaten them all by the time you got home? Well, that's a different question, isn't it? I mean, once the box is open, they're going to go off, aren't they? Well, that's a yeah, long yeah. drive from the race course to my house, you know. You should oh, try living wow. a long way from the race course and having to go in, you know. You, you have to wait miles and miles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good 10 minutes drive, you know. Wow. Outrageous. That long? That long, yeah. I know I'm a martyr, aren't I? Incredible. Anyway. You didn't I'm take now that going tape to stop you, this you segment. <laughs> What's that? You didn't take that tape with you last night when you were taking the when you take your car with you, because when I looked at you, I it was wrapped over your back windscreen. <laughs> what? You, you know, you got into the car park Ooh. for the. Oh right, yeah. You see, Neil's got a bee in his bonnet because I was on the parking <laughs> list, and they and they usher me into the VIP section of the car park, uh, which is yeah. basically a part of the car park which has got some of that plastic tape tied round bollards to section it off. And where I parked, I was right up against the, the tape. Um, it was a beautiful piece of parking by me because I was—I must have been inches from snapping it. So uh, yeah, when I when I left, I had to—I had to be very careful with that opening the boots because I—I I thought I was just going to have some sort of plastic rope related incident. I don't think I'm insured have, for that. Have you checked your car this morning? Because when I when I when I was leaving, you reverse and try and get past that car. Yeah. That tape was over your back windscreen wiper. Did you take drag it off with you? I'm just having a look through the window. Hang on. <laughs> Bear with us, viewers. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Um, 
No. Basically, the the windscreen wiper's okay, but I've got two bollards hanging off the back of the car. Yeah. I should probably go and sort that out, shouldn't I, Neil? I think you'd have heard them on the way home, mate. <laughs> Although you would like to... Oh, I don't know. I hit a cyclist and I dragged his bike and it was making a racket. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I reckon that's the end of Dragon House. Neil, thank you so much for joining me. Go and have some tea now. Nice one. I've read. Right. I already had some gammon, and I've uh, sustained myself through this by getting all the bits out from between my teeth. <laughs> We're having bacon, egg, fresh eggs, and bacon and tomato and mushrooms. Oh, very nice. Fair play. Yeah. Right. So, well, thank off. you for thank you for this deal. That was great I'll fun. See, see you, you uh, Saturday. Brilliant. <laughs> this has right, been cheers, Mark. Dragon Arts. I'm Mia Roberts and this is Dragon Heart.